so that you can do practical things in your physical everyday life so that you do come out on the other end and you do know and you are able to say and believe I'm right where I'm supposed to be and that we're supported. I say we because Lindsay and I are going through the same process. It's a lifelong journey of of all of the work that we do and just because we are here talking doesn't mean that we have it all figured out. We're learning and that's why I mean I'll speak for myself here and say that I love to hear other people talk about their process and their journey and their Hmm, ways of making the woo normal and accessible every day because it's those little acts of magic throughout the day that make our lives magical and joyful. And I have a toolbox of magic. Lindsay has a toolbox of magic. And we work every day to use those magical moments as as often as we can. And... There's so much more to learn. And that's the beauty of this journey into wholeness, into fulfillment and joy is there's always another way. Welcome to your weekly Woo podcast, where we bridge the gap between the mystical and the practical and discuss how to bring ancient wisdom into everyday life. My name is Lindsay Page. As an Ayurveda health counselor, I love exploring and understanding the delicate balance of self-care and finding joy in life. My name is Julie Heishi. I'm a Kundalini yoga teacher, Reiki master teacher, and holistic life coach. It's our desire to bring practical wisdom into the lives of everyday people in hopes of creating lives that are more easeful, joyful, and purposeful. We invite you into this conversation today with open hearts and minds. You ready, Lindsay? I'm ready. Let's dive in. This is your weekly woo. This is something new we are creating together. And I'm beyond pleased to be here with uh, my new best friend that I have yet to meet in flesh and blood. But we've spent (laughs) many of hours on FaceTime and on Zoom together, which has led us here today. Yeah. And we share these conversations with one another about anything and everything that's going on with us, any new woo that we've been learning about. And we thought it's about time that we press record, that we share it with whoever wants to listen so that we can share the teachings, the wisdom, the woo. Let's start off by defining what we you know, what is the woo for us? Why are we, why did we title our conversation the weekly woo? Mm. I know for me, there's this sort of common language with people that, that get it, (laughs) that get the woo. Uh, What does that mean? Practices and ways of being that are a little different than what our society says is normal. Um, There's this sort of common understanding and common language with people who are spiritual in a way that believe and experience things that can't really be explained or can be explained but aren't necessarily backed by science. 
some even are backed by science, but it's this, this, it's taboo. We don't talk about it. It's different. It's not mainstream. That's what I think of when I think of woo. Yeah. Or it's just like really weird. But I love coming into this space with you, Lindsay, because I feel like I can say some of the things that I wouldn't be able to say to a neighbor or a family member. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. (laughs) And so it's nice to be able to come into a space and understand more about woo, about spirituality and practical practices and yeah it's you know I think if we were to look it up in in the dictionary it would be defined as like anything mystical mystical or esoteric um, that isn't backed by science Um, Mm. and until recently I felt like I was all alone in trying to defining in trying to define how my yoga practices support my spiritual practice and how it isn't mainstream, but there are other people out there that are having the same experiences as me. And those are the conversations that you and I have. These are the conversations that I have with other people in my Ayurveda community, in Mm -hmm. my yoga community, and to not make them so taboo or weird anymore and having other people join in on our conversations so they can hear too that like they're not alone because the reason it's so important to both of us is because for me, Ayurveda and yoga um, has supported my health and healing journey to feeling more joy in life. Mm. And that's like unconventional. That's the word that I was looking for. It's unconventional for so many people to lean into something that, maybe their doctor didn't tell them about or their parents didn't raise them with, right? I think for me, it's the kundalini. It's um, it's energy. Um, it's reiki. It's believing in something that's greater than ourselves. It's, you know, the earth giving us gifts that we can feel feel free to use or, or not use. Um, I love being able to talk about these these things in community that way. And that's what this really is, is a community. Um, granted, we are having conversations here, but we're listening. We're listening to what our audience has to say, any questions that they have. I love the interactive part of it. So I'm happy to be here and I'm happy. I'm just so excited to just finally be doing this, to finally be hitting record and to be putting all of this out into the world. I'm, I'm grinning. <laughs> <laughs> so the journey along the way looks something like this. We're not just going to be talking in the clouds. We're not just going to be talking about energy and the intuitive hit that we got while through our dream or while we were walking, we're also going to be talking about the practical practices that support you leaning into your own intuition. And what Mm -hmm. it really is, is trusting yourself. How do you learn to trust yourself again so that you support your health, so that you support your vitality, so that you are joyful in this life? And you're not just numbing out all the time. Yeah, numbing out meaning like you're so in pain that you're reaching to something external and outside of yourself. Our purpose is we want to help you, our audience, our people, our community, our friends 
trust yourself. And so many people come to me and be like, that's hard. I don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. And so the practical practices are where you start. And that looks like getting on your yoga mat. That looks like learning a breath work practice. That means um, learning how to feed yourself and nourish yourself in the wintertime and in the summertime and how those two things are different. And it's not about making a to-do list. It's not about telling yourself that you can't eat this, but you can't eat that. It's learning how to take care of yourself again through the physical body so that you can open up yourself to your intuition in a better way, in a different way, in a new way. And it's not about being perfect. It's about learning to learning more about a more complete version of yourself. And how do you do that? And that's what we're talking about. And we're merging the two. Mm -hmm. We're merging the two. It's like a journey back to wholeness in a way. It's for me, it's like really understanding ourselves on a deeper level. The process of of understanding and learning about ourselves, so many different ways of understanding and um, becoming more compassionate with the whole of our lives. And for me, it's kundalini and breathwork and meditation and energy and Lindsay's Ayurveda. And along the way, we're going to be having some other folks on to share their ways of coming back to wholeness, whether that's through Chinese medicine or tarot or human design, the list goes on. Because one size doesn't fit all. I think we can agree on that. And what works for me might not work for Lindsay. Mm -hmm. And what works for our friend or our parent or our loved one might not work for me. And so I think one of our mottos here is take what sticks and leave the rest because there's always going to be something that you might think, "Mm, I don't know about that. And that's okay. That's the the fun part of the journey where we can say, I'll give it a shot. I'll be open-minded and curious. And if it doesn't resonate, then we've learned something. We can take knowledge away from that and decipher that that didn't work. So we get to move on to something else. And when I say work, that didn't work. That didn't make me feel the way that I want to feel. Because I think the word work is a little sticky sometimes. What do you think about that? Work. (laughs) It's gritty. It is gritty. And it's a piece of our language that is associated with a certain culture nowadays. But this is like how I want to define it for us. Your journey starts today, wherever you are. You're right where you're supposed to be. You're right where you're supposed to be, which sounds woo, (laughs) which sounds hokey, but it's the belief within yourself that you are exactly where you're supposed to be and that your journey starts today. Mm -hmm. If you say, I'm too old, I have too much baggage, the past actually doesn't matter when you talk about like your healing journey and what you want your future self to look and feel like. If you say, I've been through too much, you just don't know. And you maybe you have, but it's about deciding that today something else gets to be different. I get to shift my perspective 
what always has been doesn't need to be anymore. And so right now, me just saying that, that's very woo, that's very esoteric, that's very out in the ethers, that's something that doesn't have like hard concrete steps. And where we're going and how Julie and I work with our clients and our community is making that feeling practical so that you can do practical things in your physical everyday life so that you do come out on the other end and you do know and you are able to say and believe I'm right where I'm supposed to be. And that we're supported. I say we because Lindsay and I are going through the same process. It's a lifelong journey of of all of the work that we do. And just because we are here talking doesn't mean that we have it all figured out. We're learning. And that's why, I mean, I'll speak for myself here and say that I love to hear other people talk about their process and their journey and their hmm, ways of making the woo normal and accessible every day because it's those little acts of magic throughout the day that make our lives magical and joyful. And I have a toolbox of magic. Lindsay has a toolbox of magic and we work every day to use those magical moments as as often as we can. And there's so much more to learn And that's the beauty of this journey into wholeness, into fulfillment and joy is there's always another way. There's always more to learn, maybe a different perspective to have. And I think that's really what I'm the most excited to to talk about in this journey of of this podcast is what's another way of looking at it? What's another way of of learning about ourselves? so that we can have more good days so that our our life is full of these little moments of of awareness of the beauty that's within us and around us so that we can support ourselves and you know Lindsay and I say that we it's tending to our own fires so we can support this mm, heat this life the glow that's within us in a really practical and empowered way. When Julie and I sat down to talk about the message that we wanted to share, it's how do we support not only ourselves in this healing journey of finding joy in life, but how can we support our community? Mm -hmm. And being able to digest your life's experiences And say, I know that life may be crazy right now. And it's not at all what I thought it would be like. And I'm going through pain and struggle and chaos. How in the midst of that do you find peace and joy? And that for me is my practice. Yeah. And the way that I have found that helps is by being in community, by sharing my voice, And by hearing about other people's not only struggles, but successes and their perspectives on a different way of seeing things. And that's where the healing comes in. One of my teachers, one of my Ayurveda teachers said that every time you share your experience and your voice, you help someone else heal. 
Mm, I love that so much, Lindsay. I, it's funny when we have these conversations, I learn so much about how similar we are and I think how similar so many people are. But when I was first starting out with my yoga journey, I was part of, um, I was a part of a group called Life Recovery Yoga and we would do like a 45 minute open practice. And then we would have 25 to 30 minutes of like open sharing and, it was a safe space. So anything that was said there was, was kept there and you could say anything, whatever is on your heart, in your head, you could get it off of your shoulders and, and everybody else in the room would just be mindfully listening, almost like meditating, but really deeply listening to this person's story. And through sharing, like you said, there's this weight that gets lifted. It's like, you can breathe. Sometimes just acknowledging something and getting it out in the open is the best medicine. And then on the receiving end, the listening end, hearing somebody else's strength or struggle or chaos or joy offers a different perspective on what you're dealing with Mm -hmm. or it it might make you think, oh, wow, I don't have it that bad. or And that was like the, the most transformational part of it all. Like, yes, the yoga was like I could get out of my head and into my body. Yes, I could, I could let out a deep exhale and melt into my mat. There's a lot of tears in those days. <laughs> but the sharing of it all was really powerful. And it's my hope that through holding this space, that we can offer a different perspective, a different lens of looking at the way that we move through our lives. And through sharing, I mean, you and Lindsay and I are going to be sharing and we're going to have other people on that are going to be sharing. And we're moving from spring, or I'm sorry, we're moving from winter into spring. And there's this big transition, whether it be energetically uh, physically, we see, you know, the ground thawing and the green grass again, depending on where you are in the world. And we're also seeing the shift in our year in so many other different ways socially. And um, so there is a lot of change happening. So transition and transformation is is a part of this life. And as we move through these episodes together, we're going to be fostering, bolstering transformation and in so many different ways. How can we transform ourselves on a day-to-day basis so that we can feel more in alignment with our truth, our joy, our fulfillment? Mm. Who we want to be as a person, how we want to show up in community. What do we give back to this life? And it's going to be want to feel mm. how we want to feel. And it's not just about like, what does our life look like on the external, like the house, the car, the clothes, what kind of grocery store do I go to? Like all those things might make our life a little easier, but they make our life easier in the short term. Like we're talking about the practices that really give your soul level fulfillment in a way that you're not trying to run from Mm. your life at every turn. You're not so distracted 
with your to-do list and your checklist that you don't even know where your physical body is. Oh, love that you said that. Welcome ourselves into the room right now. Welcome yourself to where you are right now. Welcome your breath into your body. Welcome to your, welcome your mind into your body. I mean, when was the last time you were driving down the highway and you didn't remember how you got from point A to B? Did I just black out? Did I hit somebody? (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, it's autopilot. How often do you live your life on autopilot? And is that how you truly want to live? Because I'm going to tell you right now, like Julie and I are not here to like preach to people or to judge you on how you live life. We're here to say like these this is our process. This is our journey. And these are the practices that we want to share with you. We can only share so much over a podcast, but to share the practical practices so that maybe we can help you offline in a different way, in a new way, in a way that you haven't tried before. I know personally, it wasn't until I felt like I had no other options that I started to lean into the woo. Mm-hmm. You know, my my doctors and my friends and my family members were like, all right, well, what's next? And that's sort of a scary place to be. But it doesn't have to be that way. And I think that's the goal of, of our conversations as well, is that if you feel this inner nudge towards something different anything at all like a little itch (laughs) follow it honor it move towards something that maybe scares you slightly when I first started practicing kundalini yoga I was like what is this stuff it's magic scared me because it was new because it was a little bit out of my comfort zone but it was so transformational and I felt it. So really it's like the experience of it all for me. (laughs) We can say, you know, uh, welcome yourself into your body. Welcome yourself into the room. Like what, what does that mean? It's not practical, but it's really when we give an experience of what's possible that we can finally say, Oh, here I am. This is how I, I've been wanting to feel. Mm-hmm. For my uh, my relaxation classes that I teach, um, a lot of folks when they when they get up afterwards and they're sort of like in this daze of like, oh my gosh, I haven't been that relaxed since uh, I don't know I don't know how long. It's the experience for them that makes them say, oh, I haven't been able to relax, or the experience of of actually releasing tension from their body that makes them say, oh, I didn't realize that I was actually this this tense. Very practically what that looks like is um, when you get in touch with your physical body in either a yoga practice or a guided meditation, I'll take those two examples and make it really practical for our audience right now, which is like when you get on your yoga mat, you are being forced to connect your hip bone to your thigh bone to move your body with your breath. And to focus your gaze on whatever the point of gaze is supposed to be, whether that's like the tip of your nose or like behind your third eye 
or just the point of the floor in front of you. You're letting the record stop. You're pushing the right, you're pushing pause on the record of your mind. You're connecting with the present moment because that's all that we have. The past isn't here. The future is an illusion. We have this moment right now. And when you get on your yoga mat, you're choosing to be here now in this Mm -hmm. moment with your body, with your breath. And when that happens, that's the experience that is able to, to shift things. My favorite thing to hear my clients say is like, whenever I start a session with them, we start off by becoming grounded in the room, which looks like connecting with their breath, connecting with a bone in their body and the room around them. And I've had people say to me, they're like, oh my goodness, I don't know where I was before this, but I wasn't here. And now I feel like I'm really present. Yeah. It's almost like a a welcoming. It's a welcoming ourselves. You said like yoga forces us or, you know, getting on our mat forces us to be in the present moment. And yeah, it does. And it also welcomes us into the present moment. There's this book that I'm reading right now called Deep Listening by Jillian Pransky. And uh, she talks about envisioning somebody that you love dearly, welcoming you into a space. Like, how does your body feel when somebody is, when someone welcomes you? Like, how are your eyes light up? How does your heart feel when someone you love is excited to see you? That is what coming into the present moment feels like. It's welcoming yourself, arms wide open, elated, joyous into the moment. And that takes practice. My mind goes to so many different places at once. Sometimes I can't even think straight. (laughs) And then I have to say, "Ah, let's welcome myself back to the moment. Sometimes for me, I almost envision um, my breath as like an elevator. And I start from the crown of my head and each exhalation moves down a little bit farther or counting backwards from 10 to zero and then zero to 10. These little acts of welcoming ourselves back into the now throughout the day are ways of of being present to ourselves. That's the first step, asking ourselves what we need. Do we need to pause? Do we need to take take a break? But we can't be present to those needs unless we stop, unless we become really present to the now. And I mean, as a, another side practical practice, sometimes on the days where I know I'm going to be really busy, where I have back-to-back meetings or lots of commitments, I will set timers in my phone or alarms in my phone Uh, every couple hours that say take 10 deep breaths and drink half a glass of water. (laughs) And just that very small tidbit of mindfulness throughout the day brings so much more awareness to what my body needs, what people around me need, because I can respond to them rather than react. I can take moments to pause before, uh, you know, jumping down my boyfriend's throat when he (laughs) doesn't do something that I like. Instead, I can respond compassionately. So these little acts of of pausing really open up the door to so much 
so much more. And one more practical practice, if none of these resonate with you and you have a really busy day with a lot of responsibilities, being present in the moment means not multitasking. Mm, Yeah. It means if you're going to go on the playground with your child, go on the playground with your child and leave your phone in your back pocket. If you are driving down the highway, um, drive down the highway, pick one playlist and let it be. If you are in the kitchen and you're making food for yourself, leave the TV off, leave the podcast off and really focus on like the ingredients that you're putting into your dish. The textures, the smells. Oh, it's my favorite thing to do. Cooking is like my favorite grounding thing to do. Yeah. I In Ayurveda school, we had a class where we cooked in the kitchen together on Zoom. And oh. um, the, the teacher who was teaching the class, she took us through this whole process of like noticing your space around you, notice your feet on the floor, light a candle. If you want to have a cup of tea or coffee on the side to enjoy, have that too. And maybe you do put on some like nice tunes in the background, but you're like really there and present. You don't have someone on speakerphone and the TV in the background. And granted, like people's situations are very different. And maybe you do have three kids in the background that are screaming, but how present can you be to those kids in that room and what you're doing? It's really narrowing our focus on the priorities in life and making the priorities the priorities and not distracting ourselves with a a bunch of other things. I love that you said the word priorities because I think that When we distract ourselves with a show or a glass of wine or being busy, (laughs) that's my distraction of choice most of the time is being busy. Whatever the task at hand is, isn't a priority. And then from that, it sort of snowballs into then what is. Mm -hmm. If everything is this urgent you know, how much can I do at once? How many places can my attention be? What's sacred anymore? And and just to like even call it out, I'm not calling Netflix bad and I'm not, we're not calling a glass, having a glass of wine bad, but if you're going to have a glass of wine, really sit there and enjoy your glass of wine. Like Mm -hmm. notice the taste, notice the smells, notice how it feels as it like, gives you that warm sensation in your chest if you choose to watch Netflix like one of my favorite shows right now to continue to watch is like Schitt's Creek I can't get away (laughs) from it it's just the characters are just so good the story is just so good like no it's not the first time I've seen it yes I've watched it multiple times but it just like if I'm going to sit there and watch it I'm going to sit there and observe the characters and pick up on the subtleties of whatever is going on in that show. And when we do that, when we actually take the time to focus on one thing, we get really clear about why we're doing that one thing. Mm. So if you're able to not enjoy that glass of wine because it doesn't really taste that great, Maybe that tells you that you need a different bottle of wine or that (laughs) maybe wine's just not your thing. Like, don't force your way through it. 
if you can't sit there and really enjoy the TV show you're watching, maybe that's not the TV show you need to watch. Or maybe you need to find fulfillment in a different way in that moment, in that time. And that's what being in the present moment can give you. And and I just want to say, you may think that, that gosh, like, that, that's a lot of awareness and that's really out there. And that's why we named this podcast The Weekly Woo, <laughs> because we believe in doing these things and bringing awareness. And we know, and it's not that we don't struggle. It's not that Julie and I don't struggle, but it's that we have experienced what happens when we do this. And what happens when we don't. We don't. <laughs> And how that even will manifest in like our physical bodies. Oh, I have, I have that uh, in my shopping cart. That's for sure. (laughs) Just wheeling it around. I was a, I was a habitual grinder. Would talk about the present moment. I know, I, I knew what those words meant, but I didn't know what the experience actually meant. I didn't know how it felt. Get home from work at 4 a.m., get up at 7 a.m. type of gal. And uh, I burned myself out really, really, really quickly. Um, think like panic attacks, autoimmune stuff. And, you know, I'm still recovering from that because I have this mindset of like, let's do more. Let's grind. Let's be busy. You know, I talked about that earlier. And um The best thing that I have found to have some compassion for myself to actually slow down and be in the present moment is to be aware of my breath in any given situation, whether it's when I'm on my yoga mat, uh, when I'm driving, when I'm watching a TV show, when I'm having a conversation, any time that I can have this sort of dual attention to what my breath is doing. That's when I'm in that sweet spot. And I built that breath awareness from Kundalini Yoga because the breath is the inroad to our nervous system, to our mind, to our body, to the moment. And the power of the breath is like, oh, I, I could talk for a very long time about it. I won't do it right now. <laughs> but, it, you know, we come into this life with our first breath and we leave with our last, as some would say. So it's really powerful. What I would love to challenge our listeners today as we finish this conversation is pick a practice that you've heard about today and implement it into your, into your life. How -hmm. can you reconnect with your physical body? Um, What, what does that look like to you? Does that mean that you need to start your yoga practice again? Does that mean that it's time for you to start running outside? Even if it's just for like for five or 10 minutes around the block first thing in the morning, How can you reconnect with your body or how can you have a singular focus throughout the day so that you focus on the present moment? Pick one thing, whether it's, you know, something that Lindsay said about finding a bone in your body. I love that. She led me through a meditation, uh, a bone meditation, and I was like, oh, my God, melting into my floor Um, or setting some some reminders in your phone to take a few deep breaths whatever it is try it for 40 days it takes 40 days to embody a new experience and according to kundalini yoga it takes 40 days to break a habit so any spiritual practice or 
really any new habit. 40 days to rewire the psyche. And I mean, it could be for three minutes. It can be for 10 seconds. But there's also this sense of accomplishment and like personal integrity that builds when you when you commit to doing something to yourself and then you actually achieve it. It's a, a reward system in a way. Trying one or two things consistently makes all the difference. Little incremental changes lead to huge shifts. So this is what we want to hear from you. We want to hear what your practices are and we want to hear how it's going. We want to hear what you're committing to. So find us on Instagram. We'll put our contact information in the show notes and let us know how things are going for you. Um, What resonated with you and what you want to hear more of. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Julie. And we look forward to seeing you and having more conversations next week. So stay tuned. The end. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.